With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And we are going in, coming in right at you on a Wednesday hump day, the hottest show on the streets. Bringing you all of your Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Proud to have each and every last one of you checking out the show. On today, we bring you the show from the magic city of Birmingham. We stream this to you through YouTube. And speaking of a channel, you go ahead right now. You tap that subscribe button. Hit subscribe right now. Share the show. Get every friend family member, diehard Bama fan, casual Bama fan, consumer of Tide Football to subscribe and share as well. We appreciate all of you. Also, don't forget to hit the like button. Tap that thumbs up one time. Give us that like button. Run those likes up. Trying to get this 50 likes out the gate here to start the show. That daily Super Chat go $100. Daily Super Chat go $100 right there. We thank all of you. Continue to also tap that notification bell there. So that way you miss nothing when it comes down to your Tide football news. We got a lot to get into. Have a conversation on and want to hear from you tonight. You can do this by calling 205-448-1358. The number two, call in and let your voice be made known on the show. 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. Want to hear from all of you. But, John, we're going to get into right now, first topic of the conversation, that being, for me, uh, This is a defining season coming up in the fall for Coach Saban in Alabama football. A very defining season due to, you look at the script that the national media has going on, uh, the script that a lot of rival fan bases have going on. uh, This is a defining year for Coach Saban to kind of uh, reestablish himself as he is the standard bearer in college football. And, uh, the reason why I say this is you, you got a lot of teams, a, a lot of coaches, a lot of fan bases right now that feel like we can beat Alabama. We're better than Alabama. We can beat Alabama. We've caught up to Alabama. We've surpassed Alabama. No, we are the new standard on the block here. Like, a- a- Alabama ain't nothing no more. Alabama ain't scary no more. Alabama ain't fearsome no more. We, 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 we can go toe-to-toe with Coach Saban and – Alabama football and for starters here we uh, saw Brian Kelly of the LSU Tigers who won the SEC West a season ago the Tigers who did beat Alabama in the 2022 campaign that Brian Kelly went to the touch went to the uh, Houston touchdown club and uh, took a dig there at Alabama saying I just love beating Alabama Though it was Brian Kelly's first win over the Crimson Tide, over Nick Saban, here's Brian Kelly. I love beating Alabama. I mean, here's a guy that 
mention that we are no longer the hunters, but the hunted. Everybody's going to be after us in terms of the LSU Tigers. So this is going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting when you look at LSU has to come to Bryant-Denny Stadium uh, in the coming fall to play against Coach Saban and the Crimson Tide. But there's Brian Kelly uh, taking his shot there at Coach Saban and the Alabama program. Then you look at a lot of the national talking heads. They look at Georgia as the new standard bearer in college football. And a lot of them look at Kirby Smart as he's the guy that has a better handle on the sport, that has a better operation of the sport than Coach Saban does. You look at, you know, Kirby Smart, two-time defending college football playoff national champion. Georgia will have uh, more than likely the best odds to potentially have a shot there at a three-peat. So, a lot of the national media, they look at Georgia. Georgia's the standard bearer. Georgia's the new, you know, thing. Uh, you know, Georgia's the new uh, uh, measuring stick, if you will, in college football. So, you have that to continue to battle with. And then... You know, after beating Alabama and having the season that they had, Tennessee decided to give Josh Hypo a new contract extension. And he's making $9 million now after a season where the Volunteers went, what, 11-2? And and in one of those seasons, beat Alabama. And one of those wins was against the Crimson Tide. So, you know, a lot of people very much so talking like, you know, Coach Saban doesn't really have it like he used to have it. You know, Georgia, new standard bearer, LSU saying love beating Alabama. You know, uh, we, we are now the hunted now. People are coming for us. Tennessee, after Josh Heupel gets his first win over Coach Save, he gets a huge contract extension. And you even have kind of the Auburn faithful that go, you know, we got Hugh Freeze over here. You know, all, Hugh Freeze beat, at, beat Coach Saban twice during his time there at Ole Miss. So, so to me, this is a defining year for Coach Saban. Here is his shot to really uh, quiet everybody up, shut everybody up, and re-stamp himself as, I'm still that dude. I'm still that guy in college football, and everybody's jockeying for a position behind me. I'm still that guy in college football. And I feel like if Coach Saban's able to get this national championship in the upcoming fall, not only does he surpass the legendary Bear Bryant, in terms of national championships in Alabama because he would have seven, but he would also definitively state, I'm still that guy in terms of the sport. Yes, Kirby Smart got back-to-back, but if Saban was able to get this national championship this time around, he would not only silence the bit that momentum of Georgia, but he would also restamp himself as, I'm still the head honcho here of this sport. But it would be very interesting to see how Saban goes about this process, summer workouts, uh, fall camp here in the upcoming season because this is a defining one for him. But we'll take a break right here on the show and touch that down. We're just getting you started here. When we get back, we go to the phone lines. We grab your calls, your thoughts, your conversations. We get to you guys. Do you guys feel like this is a defining season coming up here for Coach Saban? We'll get your thoughts after this. I'm Malachi Moore, and you're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith on Touchdown Alabama's YouTube channel. Nine players have teamed up and released the Alabama team paper. 
which is a video yearbook they put out for sale direct to fans. Now, for the first time, small dollar purchases from the fans can support the players as a group as well as a great cause because $1 of every subscription payment is donated to the Boys and Girls Club of America. Be a five-star fan base and support your team and a great cause with Team Paper. Check it out at teampaper.com slash Alabama. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion and ordering is easy. Visit emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. All right, folks, we're back to the action from the break on the number one ticket here for your Bama football news. In my own words, George Trumi, Stephen Smith of TDA. Happy to have you guys in here. Continue tapping that subscribe button, sharing the show to everybody that you know. We appreciate the love there. Also, continue to hit the like button. Give us that thumbs up. Run those likes up right there. We love that. We appreciate that. 20 more likes away from that goal of 50. Continue for the, for, the, for the 50 so far. Continue to hit that like button right there. We appreciate that. That daily Super Chat Go $100. Daily Super Chat Go 100 bucks right there. We thank you guys. But we go to the phone lines to grab your calls. The call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang. 205-448-1358. One more time. 205-448-1358. We grab this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name. And where you calling from? Hey, what's up, Steve? This is Jason from Tennessee. Jay, what's happening? Not much, man. Not much. Um uh, I have to agree with what you said about how everybody is just considering that there's a new standard in college football after just the way we played the last couple of seasons. You know, I live here in Tennessee, and I have to listen to these delusional Vol fans every day. But at the end of the day, I think they're going to realize that a lot of what we went through was just – dealing with our, the coordinators that we had. After seeing that spring game, I saw a different team. I saw a hungry, feisty defense that was getting after the football. And I saw an offensive line that was moving people, getting pushed, and a running game that looked far better than what we had last year. I think there's going to be a lot of teams eating their words. Jason, I see the exact same thing. Uh, I saw a defense under Kevin Steele that resembles the earlier defenses of the Nick Saban era. Those guys were tackling, shooting gaps, making plays, getting turnovers, flying around the field. I echo your statement with the offensive line. Those guys, big, physical, moving people. Uh, I, I, I like what's going on here. I know people are really concerned about the entire quarterback room, uh, but I think that will even solve itself out. Oh yeah, that's another thing. I think we'll. I think we will be fine at quarterback with the with the two that we have, or or the three. You know, if you include Dylan Lonergan because he played really good. He really did. As far as. 
as far as the transfer, you know, I've watched some video on him. And, I mean, I know he may know the system, but I think either Milro or Simpson, either one, could do a much better job than he could, especially from the progress that I've seen they've made. Because I think um, each one of them made throws that they wouldn't have made last year. And I'm gonna I'm gonna chalk their mistakes up to our defense. Good point right there from Jason. Appreciate him calling in there from Tennessee. I mean, Alabama's defense was feisty in that spring game. And that's a part of what Kevin Steele is bringing back. And that's that toughness. That's that physicality. That's that I'm going to make you quit every time you get on this field. And that's what Kevin Steele is bringing back in here. Offensively, offensively, this is a different time because I feel like you have people that want to get back to the ground and pound absolutely you have people that feel like, you know, Alabama's had Bryce Young, it's had Mac Jones, it's had, you know, Tua Tagovailoa, these uh, air vertical attack game passers that you love and that you enjoy, and uh, you want to have the best of both worlds. You really do. And uh, you can't you, you, you can't be upset at the crowd that wants the ground and pound, but, uh, but you also can't be upset at the crowd that sees the last few years Alabama has had an explosive quarterback and kind of want to continue that. What I would like is for to meet in the middle, kind of have that happy medium there. Maybe that can't happen in the upcoming season. But one thing I do know is the talent's there. Across the board, you have talented quarterback. You got talent on the offensive line. Got talented running back. Got talented wide receiver. Tight end room looks good talent all across the defense, guys wanting to be great and make plays again. So, to me, it's about putting the guys in the right spots to have that success out there on the field. But, as you guys are continuing to get your thoughts in here, we got a cool call topic, and that being on one Bryce Young, who last week, number one overall pick in the NFL draft, the first number one overall pick in the Nick Saban era for Alabama. He becomes the first number one overall pick in the common draft era for the Crimson Tide since Joe Namath went number one overall in the 1965 draft. Bryce Young will be able to keep his number nine from his days at Alabama. According to the Carolina Panthers, Bryce Young will sport that number nine. According to SpotRack.com, a company that does a lot of the uh, contracts, Bryce Young pocketing a cool four-year, you know, $37 million deal there, you know, $24.6 million signing bonus there. That meant paid, paid is Mr. Bryce Young. That deal includes a fifth-year option for him. So as long as Frank Reich and that entire Panther organization can keep an offensive line around this young man, protecting this young man, and, and along with getting some valuable wide receivers. I know they got Adam Thielen from the Vikings. They can surround him with a bit more with a bit more, you know, guys to be very good there for Bryce Young. But we take a break here, folks, from the show and touch that down. When we get back, we'll get into this conversation. Does Nick Saban, does Alabama dip into the transfer portal for experience in the defensive secondary? We'll talk DBs after this. Touchdown, Alabama 
Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, people, here we go. Back into the action from the break. Number one form for Bama. Football news in my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Continue hitting that like button, folks, tapping that thumbs up, giving us that like right there on the show, showing that support. We're at 50, but let's go for 100. Continue hitting that like button, tapping that thumbs up there. Let's go for 100 likes here on the show. We appreciate all of you for what you do, that daily super chat going, $100 right there, daily Super chat go, 100 bucks. We thank you. All donations, welcome and appreciate it. But, John, second topic here of conversation. After looking at getting a transfer quarterback in Tyler Buckner from uh, Notre Dame, uh, now the conversation turns toward uh, does Alabama, does Coach Saban dip back into the portal on the defensive side of the ball, this time for a experienced defensive back? Does uh, Saban and Travaris Robinson, secondary coach, are they looking at an experienced DB here in the portal? And the reason why we're asking this question is uh, they've actually offered two guys that are in the portal, a cornerback and a safety. They they offered safety, Jalen Key from UAB, uh, who's in the portal, and they offered uh, uh, Trey Amos, who is the cornerback out of Louisiana Lafayette, that's in the portal also. Both guys have experience in their respective programs. Both guys put up pretty good numbers in their respective programs. But these are the two guys, Key and Amos, in the transfer portal for their respective schools. Both guys been offered by the Crimson Tide. The reason why this is happening is, go back to uh, Wes Robinson and uh, Traquan Fagans both hit the transfer portal Days before the spring game, Doc Wes Robinson, redshirt junior, came in that 20, uh, 20 class out of uh, Jacksonville, Florida. He's now committed to uh, the Colorado Buffaloes coach, Prime Deion Sanders up there. Raquan Fagans, who came in as a four-star in the 2022 class, still in the portal, though he's been visiting with you know quite a few teams so far. Uh, this is the reason why Coach Saban mentioned after the A-Day game that he had to make some adjustments there in, in that defensive backfield with Earl Little II and Malachi Moore because you lost two guys to the, the transfer portal that brought you experience in terms of playing, knowing the star role and nickel and knowing the uh, the boundary cornerback role as well. But you look at here depth-wise uh, – Depth-wise, I can I can understand this move over taking a transfer quarterback. I can understand this move because you do need depth in the secondary. Alabama has lost several guys to the draft and to other places. When you look at DeMarco Hellams in the NFL, Jordan Battle in the NFL, Brian Branch in the NFL, Eli Ricks has signed on an NFL team. 
You lost uh, Traquan Fagans, Jacquez Robinson, both of the portal. You lost Kyrie Jackson. So seven guys that have a, that had a lot of experience. You lost those guys. And after Kool-Aid and Terion and Malachi Moore, you really don't have guys that have a lot of experience on the field. So I can – they have talent, absolutely. They're very talented. Earl Little is extremely talented. Hang-up Downs, extremely talented. Christian Story, extremely talented. Jake Pope, talented. Dez Ricks, talented. Antonio Kite, talented. You have a lot of talented guys, but not just necessarily experienced. So I can see here in the secondary why Coach Saban, which would maybe consider the portal and bring it in, an experienced defensive back or maybe a couple of experienced defensive backs. Yes, depth is important, but does Saban take this move, right? Especially after we saw in the spring game, uh, uh, Dez Rick stepped up. He had, what, two or three pass breakups. Antonio Kite had two or three pass breakups. Jake Pope had a well of a game. Ten tackles. He popped. Uh, Jermaine Burton won a good time. Like, Jake Pope had a well of a game. So, do you still dip into the portal despite those guys having success there in the A-Day game? Or do you choose to roll with the guys you already have? Uh, this is going to be something very interesting from Coach Saban if he does choose to hop in the portal. But at the very least, you do have, uh, you know, Key, who's got experience coming over from UAB, and Amos, who's got experience as a corner coming over from Louisiana Lafayette. But – we take another break here, folks, on the show. Don't touch that dial because upon our return, we go back to the phone lines. We grab your calls, your thoughts, your conversations. Light us up. Let us hear what you have to say right after this. Chris Rogers, 2009 National Champion. You are listening to the baddest, when I say the baddest, sports show in the state of Alabama. In my own words, you know, yours truly, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Don't touch that dial. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, folks, how we feeling? How we feeling out there? Rocking and rolling with you to the action from the break of the number one form for your Crimson Tide football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of TDA. Got my man John Ivey running the controls there in the production studio. Continue to hit the like button. Tap that like button. Give us that thumbs up right there. Hit that subscribe button as well. Share the show to everybody you know because if you're filling the content, 
they will also don't forget to get the, hit that notification bell as well appreciate all donations uh super chats welcome too but we go to the phone lines to grab your calls the call segment brought to you by the blue wrench gang 205-448-1358 number to call in to let your voice be made known 205-448-1358 we take this call right now you're live on the show what's happening how we feeling state your name and where you calling from hey steven this is mike from kentucky man what's up brother Doing good, Mike. Doing good. How about yourself, man? Man, if I was any better, I'd be twins. <laughs> hey, for real now? Yeah, bro. Hey, man. And on the on the de- defensive secondary depth issue, that's going to be kind of a tough, you know, uh, uh, it's going to be hard to find guys that are good enough to play for Alabama that aren't already playing full-time somewhere else. You know what I mean? That are quality. You know? I mean, true, true. I mean, you look at, I know that the Jalen Key guy has experience coming from UAB, and I get the Amos guy, the corner, has experience coming over from Louisiana Lafayette. I just go back to uh, the spring game. We saw a lot of guys, young players that stepped up. I mean, Jake Pope stepped up. Dez Rick stepped up. Antonio Kite stepped up. And I understand you don't necessarily have uh, guys that have a lot of big experience behind Kool-Aid and Terry on Arnold, but these young guys did show you on the field in the spring game that they have the potential and the tools to be something. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I mean, remember that kid that transferred to Georgia Kirby's first year? Yeah, that was Maurice Smith. Right. I mean, he was next man up. He really uh, was. He really was. Year. He I mean, really he was. was. going to be on the field. You know, he was next man up, and he was going to see playing time, but he was just dead set on being a starter. I think that kid that just transferred, you know, he was that guy. You know, next man up. He was the next guy in line in case of emergency. You know, you're on the field. I don't see why he transferred. I, I, I don't see that. I don't see it either, Mike. And I know I'm referring to Jock West Robinson because he was the next man up. Jock West had finally, yeah. Jock West had finally got the weight on him. He was at 200 pounds. He had finally gotten everything that he needed. Uh, he's he's played at both corner and star, so he knew uh, the entire defense. And uh, I just don't understand why. And like the, the scrimmage prior to the A Day game, uh, you no, know, I was told he had a pick six off of Jalen Milrow and was really playing well. So I don't understand why he chose to hop in the portal. I don't get it. Uh, might have been NIL money thrown at him. He couldn't refuse or something. Who knows? Probably something. I mean, has he gone to another team yet? Well, the Con- well, Colorado, Colorado coach oh, Deion yeah, Prime Sanders got him. Yeah. yeah. Deion probably threw some change at him. <laughs> you know, it's hard to say. But, you know, Stephen, let me, let me change gears real quick. You know, this, this Buckner kid that's coming in from Notre Dame, how much film have you watched on this cat? I've, wa- I, I've watched some. I've, I've broken down some. And he's I'm, he's okay. I mean, he, he's okay. He's decent. He, he's all right. But at the same time, I still look at, you know, Milro can, can give you that. You know, Simpson can give you that. I, I'm not taking nothing from Buckner, but I'm just saying he, he's okay. 
there's tools there, but you know, Sims, Milro and Sims can give you that. The, here's what I well, the one thing. Now he's not as good as runner as Melro, but I tell you what, that kid don't slide, and you got to give him a heck yeah for that, bro. When he takes off, he don't do no sliding into second base. He gets all he can get. So I mean, he tough now. I guess he he tough. And and I I was watching some film on him, and he was rolling to the right, and and still had the presence of mind to spot a guy running wide open down the the left side and threw it right on him on the run clear across the field. I mean, I say, and the one thing I think he does a little bit better than Milrow is his game clock is a little bit faster. He's a little more decisive. You know, when he makes a decision, he makes it, you know, he don't, you don't, I didn't see any negative plays on, on the, some of the game film I watched on him. And that's where, where Milrow gets in trouble a little bit. Sometimes he waits a little bit too long, and the blind side, you know, pressure gets to him. So I, I was a little bit surprised at how I think I don't think he's that bad. I think I think he just you know we're all a bunch of homers, and we we love the Milrow, we love Ty. They've been in the program. I say give him a shot, and you know let the chips fall where they may. I I, I think I think he's a, a work in progress, just like the other two cats. So, I mean, he's he's. I just like the way when he decides to take off, he takes off. While there's while the getting's good, he gets positive yards, man. And I I had, I don't know, give him a shot. He's he hasn't won me over. I ain't saying I want him to be the starter, but I think he deserves a fair shot. What do you think, Stephen? Mike, that, that's why my man. When fall camp gets in here, we gonna see. I mean, Coach Saban brought this young man in for a reason. And we're about to see the reason coming up here August, this fall camp. So we're going to see it right then. Appreciate Mike from Kentucky calling into the show. We take this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name. And where you calling from? Hey, this is James from Decatur. Hey, what's going on? Hey, I just um, talk about the defense. I think that guy, um, Jake, I think he's going to be really good on secondary. And, um, yeah, like the last call to say, I think the QB can't be pretty good, but I still think Nero go on take the job. So, um, God bless. Jesus Christ be with y'all. Appreciate James calling in, giving his thoughts here on the show. Like I said, fall camp, I, August is going to be interesting. We're going to get a chance to see all of these guys battling it out. Who really want it? Who wants to rise the top? Jonathan McMillan and Rose to the top that $100 Super Chat donation as Jonathan McMillan took care of the goal by himself today. Dancing Steven, getting on that desk there, having him some fun there. Appreciate Jonathan McMillan throwing the love right there in the bucket there. Appreciate that, but then John Fall Camp is going to be good. I, I don't know if they'll let us back on the field again. I want us to be back on the field again for practice. I really do. But I don't know at what point will they ever get us back on the field again. One thing I do know, this competition here in this quarterback room, when the cream rises up and we see who that guy is, it'll be fun to, to locate that guy. But we're going to go to a cool call topic right here on the show and uh, Derrick Henry 
who's about to enter his eighth NFL season for the Tennessee Titans, got drafted in the second round of the 2016 venue. Four 1,000-plus yard rushing seasons, three a four-time Pro Bowl selection, first-team NFL All-Pro in 2020, NFL Offensive Player of the Year in 2020, just a host of awards in his career so far. But Henry, at 29 years old, He's got some of the most insane off-season workout videos, John. I, I think this guy is Rocky Balboa. I think this guy is Rocky Balboa intens uh, intensify. Because whether he's in the gym doing just crazy gym workouts, whether he's outside flipping tires, pulling trucks up a hill, or he's up at 6 o'clock in the morning running up huge steep mountains just running up mountains like this guy has himself in peak condition where he's uh, inflicting pain uh, on every defender he goes against in the nfl i mean uh, every off season we keep watch on just these uh in uh, human superhuman workout videos here from one Derrick Henry. So King here, keep them coming. Keep them coming there, King Henry. We take our final break here, folks, in the show and touch that down. When we get back, we look at the linebacker position for Alabama, primarily inside linebacker. How does this shake out here for Coach Saban, Kevin Steele, Robert Bala, the inside linebacker room? We'll tidy up loose ends after this. Look at all these great players in Touchdown Alabama magazine. Man, wait till I turn up this year. I'm gonna be on the front cover. But what if Will goes off? Or Joe, DeMarco, Chris, Tim, Christian. Don't wait. Order now at touchdownalabama.com or call 833-483-2624 today. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. What's up, Bama Nation? This is Rudy Griffin, former Alabama defensive lineman, and you're listening to my guy, Stephen M. Smith, in my own words, brought to you by Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Roll! Right back at you here, folks, from the break to the action, hottest show on these streets. We're talking your Bama football news in my own words. Yours truly, Stephen Smith of TDA. Appreciate all of you liking the show. Continue to like, continue to like the show. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. Share the show around. Make this your place for Alabama football. All donations welcome here and appreciate it. But final topic of conversation, John, the inside linebacker room that has a lot of talent. A lot of bodies, a lot of skill, but how does it shake out for Nick Saban, Kevin Steele, and Robert Bonga, who have a lot of inside linebackers to choose from? And it's a position where 
You look at Kevin Steele and Robert Bala, they know, hey, we, we got to have this right. We got to have the right two guys playing on the inside. We got to have this in order. Kevin Steele as a defensive coordinator, bringing back that toughness, that swagger, that aggressiveness and style of play. Robert Bala, the young inside linebackers coach, the teacher, did a good job throughout spring practice. Got to continue that. You look at summer workouts and fall camp. But it, it all comes down here to me, John, is uh, you know, who does Nick Saban feel more comfortable as the middle linebacker, the Mike linebacker, the guy in the middle setting the pieces up on defense? And uh, you, got a, you got a few guys to choose, a couple of guys to choose from. Uh, you look at Deontay Lawson, who uh, played quite a bit last year, played a lot last year. Lawson had 51 tackles a season ago, two and a half of those for loss, and that was him at the weak side linebacker position. But if you feel more comfortable with him uh, at the Mike backer spot calling the defense, then I wouldn't be surprised if somebody like a Jihad Campbell starts at that wheel spot just due to his ability to rush the passer, hit the gaps, Cut down the running back in the backfield. Just make those uh, huge splash plays uh, that guys like Christian Harris, guys like Rashawn Evans, you know, made that that weak linebacker spot, see ball, get ball. Also, you, you put Reuben Foster in that category as well. But let's say Saban feels more so comfortable with Tresman Marshall, the transfer from Georgia, being the Mike linebacker. You could keep Deontay Lawson at will if you chose to go that route. It's just which one of these two between Marshall and Lawson do you feel 100% more comfortable and confident running that middle of the defense, making the calls there on the field from that side of the ball? Because you got other guys in the room when you discuss Kendrick Blackshire, Sean Murphy, I mentioned Jahad Campbell and Justin Jefferson, the JUCO transfer. Now, Justin Jefferson showed me a lot in the spring game. I mean, he was reading plays, shooting through, making tackles, hitting guys behind the line of scrimmage. Like, Jefferson was about that business. And I feel like he's going to get quite the amount of opportunities himself. Kendrick Blackshot had a great spring game. He had eight tackles. You got Jahad Campbell, who was flying around the field as well. It's going to be hard to keep him off the field. Sean Murphy. Has a, lot, has a lot of speed. He could be used in some uh, some pass rush, you know, third down, nickel and dime packages. So, uh, Bonga and Kevin Steele have a lot of inside linebackers to work with. They do. It just comes down to who do you feel the most comfortable running the defense at Mike linebacker, number one. And then number two, which guy could be the best complement to that Mike linebacker as your will? Because your two outside backers, one's going to be Dallas Turner. The other one, I feel like it's going to be Chris Braswell. Now, does Keon, does, does, uh, Keon Keeley come in here in the summer and really tear some stuff up? Does Jeremiah Alexander take over? You know, who knows? But to me, if I had to say it right now, your two outside linebackers, uh, Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell. But your two inside guys, it all comes down to number one, who would you feel the most comfortable with running Mike, whether that be Tresman Marshall or Deontay Lawson? And then uh, who would? And then which guy would be the best complement to that Mike linebacker that will position? But 
why fall camp coming up in August here as we got the months to wait for that. It'll be very, very intriguing. But as always, people, you want the best in news, notes, information, coverage, entertainment on your Alabama football program. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama magazine app. Now, you can download the app from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you got the Android phone for your audio needs. Check us out, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm or iHeartRadio. We got you covered right there. The good and gracious Lord sees fit. I'll try to be back on Friday continuing the conversation that is Bama football. Remember, Tide fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link found in the description to try to get your hands on the fresh edition, print edition of TDA the magazine. You go to touchdownalabama.com. You click join, become a member and or a subscriber today. That link in the description as well. Gotta show some love to you guys, the outstanding fans of Alabama football. Appreciate the super chats, the calls, the donations, the conversations we've had today. You making this your show, your spot to talk, Bama football. Guys, show some love. My man John Ivory in the production studio, handling his thing as he always does. And until next time, folks, husbands, love your wives. Wives appreciate value. Those husbands, children, you guys continue doing the right thing, fun thing, smart thing, good thing, legitimate thing too. Not be bored there. You get yourself those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. You protect yourself. You protect the loved ones around you. Till next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith, and this has been, in my own words, 